you are welcome to today's teaching and believe me your life is going to be blessed out of today's teaching because today's
plan was for us to be fruitful, was for us to replenish the earth as we designed it to be. And have dominion even over the fallen angels that came on this earth. I was thrown down by angel Michael on this earth realm. To still have dominion over them. And that is where we are going. We are going somewhere. So God did not create, recreate us to the rebirth of the Spirit through Jesus Christ. For us to be abandoned and for us not to be fruitful. His old original plan was for us to, to reign on earth. I'm going to teach something so deep about eschatology, where we'll be talking about the new heaven and the new earth. So people just think that we're going to be in heaven forever. We are going to we are going to reign in Christ for one thousand years. After the rapture, yes, we'll go to heaven. We're going to reign in Christ for one thousand years. So that original plan of God will still be at work. That is why it's talking about. The new creation, and let me tell you the acts of God. The acts of God. Number one, we have the fallen man. Number two, we have the rebirth. Number three, we have the new people of God. And number four, we have the new heaven and the new earth. The new people of God is talking about people that are going to come out from the tribulation. After this whole world will be mingled with evil. So that's the new people of God. The people who stood fast through all tribulations. These are the new people of God. And the new heaven and the new earth, it is only the new people of God that will dwell. The fallen man will not dwell in the new people of God. They are old. So now, God wants us as heirs of the kingdom, people that are brought into the kingdom of light as new creatures, as it was intended to be, to be fruitful and to multiply. It is after a child is born that the parents spend more money, time, and care to clothe the child, feed him, teach him on how to walk. This is exactly what follow-up can be likened to be. And this is what we are going to discuss today, follow-up. It is after the child is born, the mother thinks she has done all that she needs to do and neglect the child. The child will not grow well and will soon die as a result of what? Starvation. Now let's go back to Genesis. And God blessed them and told them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. You see that the child will not grow well. And would soon die as a result of what? Starvation. That is how it is now. As you bring people into the kingdom of God, as people come into the kingdom of God, they must be matured with 
the things of God with divinity. They must be matured with the scriptures. They must be matured with the things of God. Because the Bible says, study to show that self-approved as a workman, not right, rightly dividing the word of truth. So, they must be matured in knowing the ways of God. If not, they will starve. Now, the new creature is a rebirth of the spirit. And the word of God is spirit and life. So they have to be matured with the word of God. The fruitful and multiplying now in the new creature is not talking about eating physical food and eating physical things to be fruitful and multiply. This is talking about eating spiritual food. My God, what a wonderful revelation. Eating spiritual food. And what are the spiritual food? The spiritual food are all embedded in, in, in grace. And grace is Jesus. And the spiritual food all connotes to what they call growth. And what are these spiritual food? Prayer. The word of, of God. Studying the word of God. And taking the word of God. Meditating the word of God. That is what the new creature in Christ should be fed with. Because God wants them as his original intention. When I told you about after the fallen man. His original intention for them to be fruitful and multiply and gain dominance over the, over, over the earth realm. So if a child, if a child, if a child is being neglected by being fed by the parents, he will not grow away. And he will eventually die. So this is the turn. It's not about bringing people into the kingdom of God. It's making sure they get matured with the things of God. They grow away. So that eventually they will not die out of starvation. Because the scripture said, For the righteousness of God is revealed by faith through faith. When the righteousness of God is revealed, now what is the righteousness of God? The righteousness of God is Jesus. When it's revealed by faith through faith, the believer tends to develop. And the main thing that the devil wants not to be developed in a new bed, someone that's being repeated in the in the in the in the kingdom as a new creature, is for his faith to develop. And to be increased and that is the target and that's why the duty our duty is now falls in place and that's why the word follow up and discipleship comes in place discipleship is all about raising disciples for Christ nurturing them developing their spiritual states developing their spiritual spiritual life to do the works of the Lord too. And to live for the Lord too. And to die for the Lord too. Let me tell you, the new creature don't die. There's no true believer that, that, that left this world died. He did not die. He slept in the Lord. Because Jesus Christ has awakening our spirit man. So we don't die. We just sleep. And that is why in the rapture, 
Sinners are not going to resurrect. It is only believers in Christ. Sinners will resurrect during the great white throne judgment to be judged. Believers have passed from judgment unto life. We can no longer be judged. That's why the scriptures say there is now therefore no condemnation. So there is no judgment for us again. The judgment have already been beaten on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ have already taken the judgment, the punishment on the cross. So there is no punishment and there is no judgment for us. Our judgment have been served by the strife of Jesus. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. He came to take our past sin, our present sin, and our future sin. And that is why he said, it is finished. So there is no judgment for us. We have been passed on to life and death. We are reigning in Christ on earth. And this is what we need to know. Disciple people with. That every new creature is raised from death to life. We don't die. When we leave this physical world, we only sleep in the Lord. We don't die. They need to be acquainted with what is it, how is it, how the kingdom of God operates, and how their faith can be developed so that they will not die eventually through salvation, not getting fed by the word of God. It does not take a mother one week before the child starts to nurse and feed a newborn baby with water and milk. The case of the mother is the same with the case of the soul winner. In fact, the soul winner is a spiritual nursing mother whose duty is to see that the child grows into full maturity, lacking nothing. Let us look at the book of Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Chapter 2, I read from verse 7 to 8. But we were gentle among the, even as a nurse cherished her children, so being affectionately desirous of you, we are willing to have imparted unto you not the gospel of God only, but also, but also our own soul, because ye were dear unto us. This is Paul the Apostle addressing the new people that are founding, that are brought into the faith. He said, For we are dear unto you, but we are gentle among you, even as a nurse cherished her children. So we are meant to cherish the new um, 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 believers with love. We should not start throwing them heavy word of God. It's a gradual thing. First of all, tell them the hope that is found in the believer, that the believer cannot die. First of all, tell them our security that we find in Christ. The Bible says, For my Father has given them over to me. No man shall be able to pluck them out of my hands. You know, I'm going to talk about justification by faith. That will be later. After this teaching on discipleship and follow-up and discipleship you get them acquainted with them being justified by faith in Christ you get them acquainted with the security that they found in Christ 
Jesus Christ said, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And my Father have given them unto me. He said, No man shall be able to pluck them out of my hands. He said, I am the vine. And we are the branches. So the vine, the branches cannot do without the vine. And if the branches is being cut off for the, from, the, from the tree, it will direct away. When we cut ourselves, disconnect ourselves from Jesus, we wither and we die. So Jesus is the vine. He's the true vine. The owner of the tree of life. You take them out of security that is found in Him alone. Why we're not meant to quarrel from Him. You develop their faith. You make them strong in the Lord. When you soul is one to the Lord or converted, half of the work is not yet done. This is just the beginning of the work. Getting a believer saved. Getting a, sorry, getting a man or a woman saved and he becomes a believer in Christ. This is not totality of the work like that is where the work ends no that's just the beginning because the devil goes like a warrior liar looking for whom to devour and his target is on people with weak faith people who are newly in the kingdom of god that is his target to sweet them as a wheat that is why satan the devil sweet peter as a wheat that's why jesus said i will pray for you that the devil does not sweet you as a wheat because Jesus Peter loved Jesus, but he was still young in the faith, and that's why Jesus have to pray for him. That is another aspect of fellow work we are going to talk about talking about prayer because we are also going to intercede not only then teaching them the word, we are also going to intercede for them as Jesus. So we are taking the place. You see, it's a very big work to do. The work in the kingdom of God is the most expensive work on the planet Earth. Listen. I repeat again. The work in the kingdom of God is the most expensive work in the planet. Not only is it going to take our time, it's going to take our resources too. It's going to take everything that has to do with our existence. It's going to take. And that's why we must put our whole heart on it. it put, if we put our heart Half, 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 like our heart is not complete in the work. We will not, we will not, we will not, we will not fulfill the tax that God has given to us. We are going to leave some tax undone if our heart is not fully poured out for the work. And that's why Apostle Paul spread this gospel like no other, like no other apostles. Because his heart was fully poured out. That's why he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I that live, but Christ liveth in me. So his heart was fully poured out for the work. I repeat again, the work of the kingdom is the most expensive tax on earth. Because you are going to give your time, you are going to give your resources, and you are going to give everything that you have on earth. So, when a soul is one to the Lord or converted, half of the work is not yet done. Preaching the gospel to sinners is the first side of the soul in attacks. And every true believer 
is called to be a sowinner. It is after the souls are converted, the more important work of making souls to stand in the Lord and grow in grace. The so-called evangelism that implies that a decision in the end rather than the beginning of the spiritual growth is not scriptural and therefore wrong and it can be harmful to the work of God. Follow-up is the most important aspect of soul winning that has been neglected by many preachers. Follow-up, when you talk about follow-up, you also include discipleship. Follow-up is the most important aspect of because discipleship is about raising of disciples. Follow-up is about nurturing the new believers so they are, they are together. Follow-up is the most important aspect of soul winning that has that have been neglected by many preachers and soul winners to the loss of many precious souls, of precious reward in heaven. Not only are we going to lose the, 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 the soul winner, we're also going to lose our reward. We're also going to lose our heavenly reward in the Bama seat of judgment. Bama seat of judgment is part of a eschatological teaching that I'm going to treat to. So we are going to miss our reward too in the Bama seat of judgment. Bama seat of judgment is for only believers where Jesus Christ will give us prize that was won for him. Follow-up is a very important aspect of follow-up of the sowing that have been neglected by so many preachers and sowiners to the loss of so many precious souls of precious rewards in heaven. And to the accumulation of damnation on the soul winner's head. You know, it is a better thing you never know the gospel than for you to know the gospel you let that fall out of faith. That's why the, the, that's why I said it is a accumulation of damnation on the soul winner's head. I pray God gives us light about his word. We're gonna follow everything that the Lord has instructed us. The Lord have designated for us to do for His kingdom and for His glory. Follow up have been described as the converse, conversation, maturation, and multiplication of fruits of evangelism. I repeat, follow up is described as this, as the conversion, maturation, and the multiplication of the fruits of evangelism. It is an essential part of church planting. Aim at convert, conversing to doubling the num a, a written number. They don't. They don't. In Genesis chapter one verse twenty-eight, the don is a written number. They don't. From the beginning of the world, when God created Adam and Eve, He wanted them to dominate. He wanted them to be fruitful. He wanted them to multiply. By consistently expose the convert. To the truth of God's word. The greatest treasure you can give to a new believer, physical treasure you can give to a new found believer, is to give him a good study Bible. Give him tapes, literatures, and materials. You see that? That is the most important thing. You can give to a to a to a to a, to a, to a, to a, to a, 
a believer, a new found believer in Christ. That is the greatest treasure you can give to a new found believer in Christ. Study Bible, literature books, cassettes, video cassettes of messages, life transforming messages, like this kind of teaching now. You're going to teach them. You're going to teach them the word. And let them know the totality of what the word is all about. The scripture in Corinthians says, Corinthians chapter 1 verse 28, we proclaim him admonition that admonition you underline that follow up slash discipleship and then and follow up admonition you underline the word follow up we proclaim him admonition admonition you underline the word follow up and teaching teaching you right you 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 underline the word discipleship discipleship have to talk about raising up Discipleship you have to talk about raising up disciples by teaching them things about the kingdom of God. Discipleship has to do with raising up disciples by teaching them deep things about the word of God. And that is what every soul now must understand. And that is what every new convert must go through in order for his faith to be solid in Christ. I read it again, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. We proclaim him admonition, talking about fellow up, and teaching, talking about discipleship. Every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Hallelujah. That we may present every man perfect in Christ. That is the goal. With that spot, the final day, Jesus, this is whom I present to you, perfect in Christ. Perfect in Christ. That is the goal. That is the mandate. That is the vision of all true believers. That we may admonish, follow up. That we may teach discipleship, every man in all wisdom. That we may present every man perfect in Christ. The duty for follow-up. We're going to discuss that. The duty for follow-up. A reference point is to be established here. That the change of life, purpose, pursuits, passion, pleasure, submission to the will of God. And aspiring for the mercy to see his face. Are the characteristics of a converted soul. Inspiring to see the face of Jesus, beholding his face, beholding him as a mirror, as the scripture said. That is the characteristics of a converted soul to be like Jesus every day. The scripture outlined this as it follows. Number one, you write it transformed into Christ's likeness to reflect his glory. That is what every new convert should be in life.
transformed into the likeness to reflect his glory. And the glory of God is what the devil is, 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 is cannot stand. The devil cannot contain. In 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I read from verse 18. In verse 18 I read. But we all that with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord change into the same image it's just as if we are seeing ourselves in the mirror but the person we are seeing is jesus that is the goal the likeness we beholding ourselves in the mirror we are beholding jesus but we all with open face beholding us in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory you see that our spiritual life increases every day when we behold the likeness of Christ. You see, as he is, so are we in this world. So what are the duty for? Follow up to transform this new convert into Christ's image and likeness to reflect his glory. <laughs> see, behold we all with an open face beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Number two, walking in the light because He is in the light. That is what the believers need to be. The new believers in Christ need to be acquainted with walking in the light. Because he is in the light. Magabradukushi Buruto. Lebrikete mandrukus turu balati. Barati. Rikebushandariandakata. Light will always defeat darkness, brothers and sisters. Light will always defeat darkness. Light is the glory of God. You see, walking in the light. Anywhere the devil comes with every form of darkness, we are shining. We are radiating God, walking in the light. That is what the devil is going to fight for us not to show this new comfort. For us not, not to show these new people that are brought into the faith. Walking in the light. Light chases darkness. When there is when the light of God shines, darkness disappears. Walking in the light because he is light. So we are reflecting his glory as carriers of light. And that's what the devil will always want, don't want people to know. Want people to believe that they are a carrier of light. And anywhere light, no matter how light, no matter how candle is dimming very little. <laughs> Once he steps into the dark path, a light comes in. Now, when these people get full knowledge of Christ, their light gets brightened, brightened, brightened brightened into a full state of a bulb there will be no atom of darkness and that is why what we are reflecting them into i don't know if you get this brothers and sisters that is what we are reflecting them into 
Manda kabaturu kutush. Just close your close. Just close your eyes right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Makati ribeke derupato supayandeke. The light of God will shine in the life of men. Our light will carry it and go and, sp- and, go and, and go and show forth to men. And those men will be carrying as little as their light is. They will be reflecting it to the world. Thank you, Jesus. Walking in the lights because He's the light. That is what we are going to show this convert. Telling them as little as the, the candle shines, so is the light of God that they have, and it can shine. It can be transformed into hip hop. They can clear off darkness in rural area. It can clear off darkness in their cities. It can clear off darkness in their communities. That is the light we are with. The light of God shines in the darkness, in the thick darkness, no matter how little it is. In first John. I feel the glory of God here in first John. In first John. First John chapter one. First John chapter one. Verse seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ is sun cleanses us from all sin. Like I say, light shines and there is no atom of darkness. As we walk in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Because sin connotes darkness and light connotes the blood of Jesus. As we fellowship, <laughs> As we fellowship with these new converts, as we fellowship with these people that comes into the kingdom of God for the first time, as we fellowship with these people that comes into the kingdom of God for the first time, the light of God shines. The light of God shines in their pathway. The light of God shines in their life. The light of God shines in everything they put their hand into. And they see the reflect of the glory of God upon their life, upon the things they do, upon the places they go, upon the places the the things they use their hand or touch, everything, everything they do. The light of God shines upon them. The glory of God shines upon it. Mantri That is what we are showing those believers, these new converts. Number three, refine ourselves in Christ's purity. Refine ourselves in Christ's purity. Refine ourselves in Christ's purity. First John chapter three. First John chapter three. from verse three. And every man that hath this hope in him purified himself, as the light of God is shining upon them. Purity comes as a normal thing to them. They don't struggle to be pure. That is why we must put the light we have. We must add that light upon them. And every man that has his hope in him purified himself. 
even as in his pure. And what is the hope? The hope is saying the kingdom of God at the end of time. The hope is sharing the same fellowship with him in heaven at the last day. The same sharing fellowship with him. Fellowshipping with him too on earth. That is the hope. And we must purify ourselves by the light of God. The Bible says, For the entrance of the world giveth light. When we acquaint them with the word of God, their light shines, the light gets brighter as the day goes by. And that is the hope. Any man that has the hope in him purifies himself. And the light of God purifies. That's what we will acquaint them to. Number four, increasing love to God and for others. I have to get them acquainted for them to understand. Increasing love for God and for others. In first John. In first John. First John. We're gonna stop here for today. The next broadcast we're gonna talk about purpose of follow up and discipleship. Purpose follow up and discipleship. I know you have been blessed by the word of God because the word of God is life and the word of God is hope. In First John chapter 4 I read from verse 7 Beloved, let us love one another for God is love and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth, he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. We that we might live through him. And on earth we might live through him. Showing forth the word by preaching the word of God. Showing forth the word by getting these believers acquainted. God bless you with the word of God today. And I believe you have been blessed. And your life has been transformed. God bless you.